Hi everyone, this is Davide from Alin Sycamore and you're listening to Epidemy of Stupidity. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I can't work with this guy. Welcome to episode 55 of Epitome of Stupidity. Epitome of Stupidity. I am Brian. I am Clint. And we are not who we say we are. In the background. Howling Sycamore. Yeah. Yeah. There's getting the uh, getting the prog metal going there. Their album, Seven Pathways to Annihilation, is out now. As if you needed more than one, he's got seven He's got you. all seven for you. The song you're hearing is Initiation. It's kind of the way to get to I'm not going to joke about that. It's a song's Initiation. Album is Seven Pathways to Annihilation, out now on Prosthetic. Could it get more epic? More on that later. All right. Only if it involves a trip from Italy to San Francisco. We'll, we'll travel there here in a minute. We'll travel. Have cool, we'll travel. Clint. What are you listening to? I don't know. What are you listening to? Nothing. Nothing? No. Nope. You are the worst at this. I know. I don't like this segment. It just <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just shit on it all the petulant. time. Petulant. Yeah. You fucking dickhead. I said listening. the same thing. I don't, I don't. you know, whatever show related and then Moontooth. We listened to some COC the other day, some whores. We were listening to some whores by the pool, you know, whatevs. And some Sting or something you had the on. Police. The police. Damn yeah. right. I've been listening to the police. Yeah. Uh, got me a good bit of ministry going too, and uh, for some reason, I I found the mood to listen to some Megadeth. For some reason, for some reason, and um, surprisingly, that stuff is good. Some of it's bad, but some of it's really good. Someone was disagreeing with you on there the was, internet. Well, I mean, this is the whole Metallica v Megadeth conversation. People there is always, no V anymore. It's Metallica and then Megadeth. I'm, no verses. I'm I'm always going to be a Megadeth person. Oh gosh, always. Talking, Even though they've got twice the amount of shitty albums as Metallica does, <laughs> I I will always be a Megadeth person. Give me Countdown over the Black Album each and every fucking time. Yeah. Give me Dystopia over Hardwired each and every fucking time. So this is our last show. <laughs> Thanks for coming along Thanks. for the ride. It's, uh, it's been uh, weird. Dave and. Um, James have yet caused another breakup of this. Way to go, guys. Yeah. I don't think we should lay that on James. It's probably on Lars, but... That's true. Whatever. James is going to get blamed for not stepping in when he could have. He could have put this all to rest. So could Dave. No. Are you kidding me? Yes. Have you seen anything about this guy? Who, Dave? Yeah. He's a narcissistic exactly. jerkwad. He's not going to fucking say he was wrong or something like that. Right. That's so uh, I'm right. No, you're not. <laughs> you heard it here first. I am not right. <laughs> Brian's wrong. All right. Well, let's call San Fran. Uh, some of the information is going to be a little dated because we recorded a couple weeks ago. Right. But it's a good, and he's got a quite quite a sexy accent for he you does. on deck. It, uh, 
You've got this to look forward to. And know that on the other end of his worthwhile accent, there will be more of our stupid voices. And accents. And and I've tried I I can't do an accent, so I won't. Dial him, Lou. <laughs> Ring. And we got him on the phone. On the horn, we have Davide of Howling Sycamore. How are you today, Davide? <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, it's early here, but I'm good. Yeah. How early? Groggy. Yeah. No, it's nine in the morning. Ah, okay. Where you at? I live in San Francisco. Nice. Oh, I, did you know that? I did not know that. We're going to the west. Okay. We. Uh, well, thanks for getting up early with yes. us. Yes. I um, I live in a in a spot that is like this city is cheap, and it fit my budget, so <laughs> I'm happy here. <laughs> We uh we talked about it for just a second before we started recording here with your enthralling accent there. Where uh where are you from? I'm from the northeast of Italy, a city close to Venice called Padua. And how did you end up in San Francisco making metal? I moved here in 2009 together with Karen Crisis. Uh, she came to Italy um, to record an album, and then um, she brought me back as a souvenir. <laughs> yeah. So you guys is uh the new album comes out what uh, I believe it's next Friday. Yes. That would be the my birthday. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. So that would be what the twenty eighth that comes out? Yeah, um no the twenty first. Twenty first. I'm sorry, I've got my weeks mixed up. All right. So yeah, so yeah. we we gotta talk about it like it's in the past. So yes, the new album came out. New Friday. album is out. Yes, it is out. You should listen to it. Oh it, yeah, you should. It is the <laughs> it is the seven pathways to annihilation out via prosthetic. David, tell us a little bit about writing the album. How did this thing come to be? It is, I, you know, we've heard it, and it is just a musical monster. Oh, thank you. Um, I started composing the album right away when we were mixing the first. I had uh, I don't know two three months. While waiting for the mix and you know looking for a label, and I kept writing. I was very inspired, and then um, immediately prosthetic record brought me back. Uh, never happened before to me that a label is willing to not just sign a band but also put the album out right away. And uh, basically, four months after um, the album was recorded, it was out. Um, it was on a Jeez. on a vinyl on my um in my house, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. So I kept going like crazy, and um, in few months I had all the guitar and the structure ready, and then I and then Hans, the drummer, Hans Grossman, uh, recorded his part, and then and then I passed everything to Jason McMaster, the singer. And then little by little, I started doing the bass and then adding all the solos. And it was a quick process. The real headache was to was to mix the album because um, it's a very, very layered and rich uh, album full of things coming in and out. And it wasn't particularly easy to mix, but uh, Jamie King did an amazing job. And it took us like uh, two, two months and a half, more or less. It was amazing. Now the album sounds like uh like like it was in my head. So mm. if Love. I fuck it up it's all my <laughs> my fault. <laughs> the uh the other guys that you have on this album, they're uh they're, they're no newcomers. Yeah, they're no small deal here. How'd you get how'd you come into these guys? 
Uh, we we're lucky enough to have to have Marty Friedman, uh, Kevin of Nagel from from Gargoods and this Rhythmia, uh, Bruce Lamont, and a guy called Matt Baldinson from uh, from England and my friend Fabian Bassett. So I needed a solo like a la Marty Friedman in a, in a song. I was like just hearing him playing. And then I realized that, you know, Prosthetic Records is this label. And so I wrote them. I said, Can we have Marty here? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? And, uh, Can Marty come out and play? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they say, yeah, Mark, Marty can do that for you. And that was amazing. And then uh, Kevin and Bruce Lamont uh, already collaborated with me in the first album. They were happy to do it again. And my two, uh, the other two guests are like very close friends, which uh, was which was very easy to get them involved. Nice. So who's writing? Who's writing the lyrics? Are you or the vocalist? I am writing the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is yeah. this is your baby. This is all you. Yeah. Okay. How yeah. the. Uh... I guess what are the lyrical inspirations here? We've got some, we've got some cliff notes here, but we'd rather hear it channeled through your uh, charming yeah. accent. <laughs> I <laughs> thank you. I uh, write about metaphysical topics, and uh, they're mostly shamanic or Buddhist kind of uh, ideals that are. I, I basically change and I make uh, I make them. A tiny bit more into um, I fit them into a metal kind of imagery, so they're very gruesome and heavy. But at the core of the concept of the album and the band itself, there is a, a very strong shamanic belief. In this case, that the ego should be destroyed in order to uh, evolve as a human, psychically and emotionally. So. These seven songs in the album are meant to be like a a humble vehicle to to do that, to annihilate yourself, in order, you know, to to move on psychically. Break it all and, down uh, and build it back up, huh? Basically, you know, I I, I figure out reading shamanic books and you know, practicing, I figure out that the more I remove myself from from being like a clanging me, 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 the, the ego shit, uh, the more my life becomes richer and I become much more humble and everything is easier. Dealing with people has never been my cup of tea. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm a lone wolf kind of person. So this helped me a lot. And I decided to, to write an album about it. Seems like you nailed that one. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so... Is this? I don't know if this is rude or not, but apparently I'm no. going to say it anyway. <laughs> is this your day job? Do you make a living doing this? See, that that, that was rude, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I I I still have to do you know little little stupid jobs here and there. There's no way. Um, I'm not lucky yet. enough, as I was saying before, that San Francisco is not expensive. So for me, being here is easier than being in italy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no this place is, is a disaster <laughs> uh i i have uh I, you know wine bars and you know i usually in the service business okay and uh you know i deal with drinks and whatever whatever happened 
around that. It's easy money, fast money. You just need to control yourself to not pop here and there. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a job. I, I can and, understand uh, I, that. I compose in the morning. I write music in the morning. Right yes. when I when I don't have a podcast, I usually go to compose music. <laughs> and uh, um, I have plenty of time. Like, I go to work around, like, I don't know, five, six. And uh, it's good. Nice. So how did you start with the guitar? What uh, what kind of led you to that? I was a kid. I went to a party, and um, for the first time, I saw someone playing an electric guitar in front of me. The sound was coming out from an amplifier, and uh, it never happened to me before to be in front of the amplifier. And it was like a it was like a shock. Uh, I was elect- electrified. And uh, the day after, I, I rang the bell, the bell of this kid, and I was like, "You gotta teach me this right away." So my <laughs> right away. and I said, "Okay." My parents bought me a classical guitar, and I wanted an electric one, and that was that was tricky at the beginning. And the kid, right, going to right before going to vacation, told me, forgot to tell me about the um, alternate picking. So ah. I was going, I did for a month down picking only. <laughs> then he came back, and he was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> You are supposed to do up and down with the pick. And then, you know, my parents were like, they were really supportive. And they said, okay, fucker, <laughs> we buy you a little amplifier and, uh, and a guitar. And uh, they did. And I formed my first band with that guy, If He'll Do It. It mm-hmm. was 1998 when we came out with the first uh, demo tape. Then uh, I kept going by myself because he lost interest. He wanted to make the band something much more, um, much less metal. And, uh, and so I kept going by myself. And from there, moment, and I never stopped. I never took really lessons. I should at this point, but <laughs> I, I, I'm a self-taught. I don't know theory. I just go with my ear. And... Uh, has been working out for me because ah, I'm uh, I'm able to express myself artistically. I'm very, very, very happy artistically, and uh, this is a beautiful gift. I'm broke, I got no family, but uh, I know that in my heart I'm at peace because because uh, it's really working out for me artistically, and this is a beautiful gift. Wow, I feel enlightened talking to this guy. Please don't let this in. <laughs> So you say you started this and like you know with uh, started music with the guy that showed you the guitar there back in '98. Yeah. How have things changed in the past two decades and a year? <laughs> well, there was a there was a phase where uh, things were super fast and very exciting. I signed for Erake Record when I was um, was about to start going to uh, college in Italy. And uh, I had to drop school because uh, because of touring. And then I started working in a factory, which was extremely good for me to work like, you know, hard shift, uh, like 10 in the night till six in the morning with super rough people that, uh, you know, it was it was interesting because the people that were trying to beat me up in the street were then working for, with me at night. So I was bonding with a with a bunch of, you know, fascists and ruffians yep and um signing for e-rake got me to 
basically play everywhere in Europe. I saw really a lot of Europe and uh, that opened up my mind about the fact that I didn't feel necessarily um, okay with myself being in one place and I start feeling lighter, ruthless. And uh, I moving here to the States wasn't that, that big of a decision for me. It took, a, it took us 20 minutes. Yeah. And she said, "Shall we? Shall we go to California?" I said, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, let's sure. go. Sure, why not? And then I, yeah, and I went. I called my father and I said, "Dad, I'm going to California." And he was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking tell your mother." He said, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, he said, "What?" <laughs> oh man, that's good. Um, <laughs> how? Uh, what? What's the origin of the band name? What what's a howling sycamore? Uh, the 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 idea of the sycamore tree is uh my humble tribute to David Lynch. I'm obsessed with uh most of the things that he did, especially the Twin Peaks series. And um the sycamore tree is a very important image in in, in the show itself because it's around the Black Lodge. And um, I, wa- I wanted to give to the tree uh, some kind of human um, element, and I imagine it howling. And uh, that's that's the vibe that I wanted to incorporate in the in, in, in the name itself. So it's a howling sycamore. It's it's something dark, right? Uh, yeah. Right outside uh, a, a passage. I love I love anything that is like. Transitional, like I don't know. I love airport, hospital, cemetery, like things that are between two worlds. I love cats for that reason. And um, the sycamore tree is really, is really an interesting element because if you think about it, it's one of the few trees that change completely between summer and 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 winter. The bark becomes white; it's almost ghostly, and um, it looks very human to me. I don't know, and I went for that. That's a uh, that's a much cooler explanation than either one of us would have expected. That's, yeah. that's nice. I feel at peace just like listening to a story. This like, dude just, is like relaxed, smarter than yeah. we are. I can I can tell you that much. So with all the the music stuff you got going on in this album, how does that come across live? Are you getting out there and playing this? Is this a is this tough to do? Um, this is a difficult band to bring live yeah. uh, for many different reasons. The first one is practical. Uh, the drummer that recorded the album is in Germany. I I basically find out that it's much easier for me to, to play with extremely good musicians that are somehow not close to me <laughs> rather than finding people that are motivated enough uh, and want to do this because this is a big headache of music to, to put together. To go in a practice space and do music like this, it will take us three times the time that it takes for me to uh, actually put an album together. Right. So working with, in the past, I worked with you know Marco Miniman. Uh, I, I had the chance to work with incredible musicians, uh, Steve DiGiorgio, and um, I realized, huh, maybe this works for me. Uh, you know, I invest some of my money, but then I have. Uh, big names that make things fast because I'm a very, I, I'm a very fast composer. So I can make an album in three months and I don't want to sit around for two years, you know, 
to to make it happen. So yeah, bring, bringing live this thing is, you know, you got to find someone in the area that is as good as the people that I'm inviting in the album. And uh, it's a work in progress. I'm almost there. Oh. And uh, I want to bring this live for okay. sure. Yeah, I'm sure that that would be a big task to tackle. Um, yeah, also because I want to offer, you know, a show that is up to par with the album itself. Right. I, I just... Um, I, I guess we should ask what uh, what kind of influences have pushed you toward this sound? This, you know, just like I said earlier, this musical monster sound that you have. I wanted to do an, a project like this since uh, the past uh, ten years. I wanted to use a voice that is like I, I love Dio, and um, I think that voice like that combined with um, a, a structure that is more into the intricate avant-garde kind of death metal heavy side of things will work well if you notice a lot of the boys like jason mcmaster are oftentimes used to play um either power metal which is now my cup of tea or um things that are very very prog and very like kind of old in, ter in terms of blueprint I wanted to do something that is my own thing, and um, it came out like like a, it was like a like a bat that I had in my head. I didn't know if the sound was going to work, but it does work in my opinion. Yeah. And um, and um, it's something that I've been thinking about for a long time, for sure. Uh, yeah, and again, I would I would say you nailed it. We're not the uh, the biggest power metal fans or anything like that either, but. The way that this one's put together uh, is definitely spot on and fucking killing it. No, oh, thank you. Uh, no, thank you, buddy. Um, the uh, we're uh, we're not going to take up too much more of your time. We'll uh, we'll be a little goofy and finish this up. We uh, as long as you're on board with it, we're going to do a quick little rapid fire thing. Yeah. We'll ask you a question. Give you two options and pick whichever one that that you enjoy or prefer. Sounds uh, good. Uh, so, coffee or tea? Coffee. Toilet paper, over or under? <laughs> over or under? Under. Uh, <laughs> um, Beatles or the Stones? Say that again? Uh, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Oh, fuck. Um, getting older, Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah. You might, may not know these. Simpsons or Family Guy? Jeez, I, I uh, grew up with uh, Simpson, but okay. Family Guy really is nasty. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hammett or Hetfield? Hetfield, 100%. Yes, sir. Beer or liquor? Beer. The woods or the ocean? The woods. Fall or spring? I think I know this one. Fall. Yeah. And the hard-hitting question, sausage patties or sausage links? Ah, uh, the links. Okay. <laughs> just uh, yeah, just yeah, not. the links. <laughs> okay, one last question for you there, David. Um, David Day. David Day, sorry. I was swallowing at the same time I was talking. The uh, If you get shipped off to an island, you get to take one album with you. What album would that be? Mm, anything from, I would say something from Swans. Yeah. There you the go. The Seer. The Seer? The Seer from Swans. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I love that he was right on top of that one, too. Yeah, we hadn't talked about that band at all, and he just knew, bam. Nailed it. Right there. 
Yeah. Michael Jira is, uh, especially the last incarnation of Swans, uh, is the best expression of shamanic power in music I've ever experienced. Seeing them live is an experience that um, shake the bones. It's 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 like, uh, not just uplifting. It's like it leaves your your mind wander in a way that just you know psych- psychedelic drugs can do. And uh, I'm a huge fan. Like I would shit my pants if I had the chance to to do something <laughs> with that guy. Yeah. Hey, uh... Well, should that ever come to fruition, I hope you're wearing a diaper. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, <laughs> we really appreciate you taking some time out uh, of your morning Thank with you us guys. here. And um, yeah, check out the album, Howling Sycamore. And uh, thanks again, Davide. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Incarceration Festival 2019 is back. Ohio's Rock and Tattoo event of the summer. July 12th through 14th. Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield, Ohio. Starring Shinedown. Cat Smack, Five Finger Death Punch, Taking Back Sunday, Live, Cedar, and many more. Over 30 bands and 70 tattoo artists. Lock up your three-day weekend passes now at incarceration.com. All right. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Um, he could read to the dictionary and you would just be like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, um, I like that stuff a lot more than I thought I would. Um, not huge on the vocals. Yeah, the vocals aren't my thing, but the music is bad ad enough. Bad ad enough. <laughs> bad ads enough that, uh, and the vocals aren't bad enough to turn me off. I, I, you know, apologize to David, Davide, Davide. If it comes off negative, that's not. Well, see, my th- I think we can say that because he's not singing them. He just, he just likes that style and found right. the singer. So, and like I said, the music is fucking killing it. Yeah. Love it. Do it all himself, too. That's pretty cool. Check right them now. guys out. Uh, okay. Right after we get done talking about the news. The news. Great feel-good story in the news. Feel good. Because people have died. Feel good. P-H-I-L. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. P-H-I-L. Good story man, in the oh news. Man. That's a good one. So, Phil Anselmo has finally... I don't want to even say finally, like everyone's waiting. He's right in the fact where he, it's it's now just time to start doing some Pantera songs. Didn't feel right before. Probably wouldn't have been right before, but now since... He would still do them every here and there, but yeah, obviously... But not like this. Right. Obviously, Vinny was more than willing and ready to argue with him about it. Right. <laughs> um, he said it wasn't part of the game plan until Vinny died, and it was like, you know... Okay. So, oh, so hold on. da 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 and he was asked if you know if it's a, a measure of closure. He said there is no closure, right? Which hell no, man. They were right, <laughs> yeah. But I even talked to Clint about that interview he did. That this all this is taken from it. It was awesome to see him excited and alive instead of droning in, in his right. his full voice. His... He just talks like this the whole time, and he doesn't really say anything. But he still talks like that, but he's got some excitement and some I... fluctuation in his voice, sometimes, and he's like alive. Uh, sometimes I think so much of that dude is an act. And I don't yeah. think that this shit was that. I think that whole I'm just super cool. Oh this my is god, how I am. yeah, Phil Anselmo here. I think it's just a fucking act. This tough guy thing. But the song sounded great. You know, hats off to the illegals for pulling it off. Yeah, yeah, going going in the background and slaying some Pantera. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I liked what he said about um, you know what it, what it 
how Pantera's inspired generations and all that stuff with him saying that you know every now and then you just get the perfect storm of everything coming together at once and they we just happen the to be storm, that man. fucking vehicle. We were the fucking perfect we were the storm. Fucking perfect storm, man. And out of it came Pantera. Yeah. Mostly good, some bad. Kind of like Megadeth. <laughs> gasp. Yes, gasp. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, New Queens of the Stone Age. And Billy Gibbons. Gasp. Who's Billy Gibbons? Billy Gibbons from is the, the guy from ZZ Top, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> oh. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the dreadlock hat. The dreadlock hat. He wears that same hat. It's got little poop dreads all over it. I do not know about this. Yeah, look him up. Poop dreads. Yep. The poop mouth. Poop poop caca. <laughs> Anyways, Billy Gibbons was talking to somebody that didn't us and <laughs> said that he just got done recording a new Queens of the Stone Age album with Josh Homme and Dave Grohl was apparently back and doing things with him. And he's saying that it's supposed to come out in October. Of course, Queens of the Stone Age have not confirmed or denied this in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I'm going to take it as a reason to be excited and hope to hear some more fucking Queens. What's he doing on it? Playing a guitar. That's what he like the whole. I know, but I didn't know I'm if he sure was producing song or, or two. No, no, he probably just plays on a song or two. He's played on songs with them before. I think he played on. Uh, I know he played on "Burn the Witch," and I think he's played on something else. But so Queens of the Stone Age is really just kind of like a. It's like a hodgepodge kind of. It's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A collaboration. Yeah, he, a lot he's of got There's like two or three constant members, and maybe they have constant touring members, but everyone just kind of comes and. The, this won't be the first time that Grohl's played with him, obviously, and. But I mean that drummer whose name I'm not going to be able to come up with that they have that is the touring drummer and is the band member. It's not like he's a slouch. He he's fucking killing it. But I guess when and if you can get Dave Roll, you you get Dave Roll. Yeah. Can't but blame him there. If I was a drummer, I wouldn't want Dave Grohl because then I got to play whatever he plays live. <laughs> Shit, fucking bastard. Um, man, we're gonna have so many snippets. Sweating bullet snippets in this. Yeah. <laughs> and back to Dave Mustaine, who. Right? We're done. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Hold on. I was just saying okay. because my beer was delicious. Okay. And by who, was, uh, I mean, is. Nonchalantly just post some moti- uh, social media posts that, hey, I got throat cancer. I am Dave Mustaine. I have <laughs> cancer. I'll be back in a little bit. Goodbye. That's about it. That's about it. At uh, you know, apparently they were already back in the studio. Fifty-seven years old, but the treatment that he's doing has a ninety percent success sure. rate, which is good. Fifty-seven years old, Holy Dave shit. Mustaine, fucking fighting with cancer. Go get him, Dave. Already back. They've canceled their tours. I think they're still doing that cruise thing that he does every year or every so often, whatever the mega cruise or some shit like that. But the uh, cruise, yeah, yeah it's in October they've uh, but they're already back in the studio, so apparently he's doing all right, even if it's just playing the damn guitar. It, hey, maybe it's time to to just play the guitar and let someone else sing. Who the fuck else is what? Who's gonna let like, Kretzer sing yeah, his fucking? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Are you and your? It just every every song is sweating bullets. Sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Two words. <laughs> just on a loop over the music for Holy Wars. Holy Wars. What's, who plays that? Magadad. Top. Dickhead. Um, speaking of sad uh, medical news, Corn Drummer 
tribute. Not drummer. yet. <laughs> Had a stroke in the middle of a song, fourth song in the set, I believe. And refused to stop fucking playing. Yeah, he lost sight and feeling in his left eye, left hand, left body. So he just played with one hand, one foot, and then collapsed after the song was over and uh, was rushed off for medical treatment. Go get him, buddy. He thought he was just low on sugar or or dehydrated. Somebody give me a cookie. When you go, yeah, that's what he said. I was going to have a fizzy drink. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. But uh, no, full blown. Look at (laughs) Lou. Yeah. I wonder what song it was. Did it say? No. And I watched the video. Oh, it did say, and I didn't recognize it. It did say what it no. was. Have you listened to their new song? Me neither. Maybe. How new is it? Like, came out this week? Oh, no, I have not. I will, though. I won't like it, but I will, because curiosity will make me. I don't want I don't want to play it and have Spotify think that I want to hear it and start throwing it in the mix of shit. <laughs> you gotta get on YouTube and do it. That's why you right. keep it out of your click the link on metal injection or some shit. Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of injecting metal Ramstein no. to Europe. That's wait, that's not wait, where? Europe. That's not here. No. Shit. That's not there either. It's all the way over yonder. yonder. Right. That's like the other side of the planet. So if you're in Switzerland or Belgium or the Netherlands or the Germanys or the Frances or the Italys or the Polands or the Estonias or the Norways or the Swedes or the Denmarks, you can go see them. Nice. Uh, those are places, I think. That we'll never see. <laughs> Bleed the fifth. <laughs> Watch your jaws. Lock up your jaws. Uh, dude, this guy's coming to break. He, and do not talk bad about his ladies. He mm-hmm. will fucking take you down. I would. Would you go see them? How much would you pay Fuck to go yeah, see them? I would go that, see them. Dude, I'd I would pay 50, love to go see fucking Ray, Rammstein. Now yeah. that I'm actually getting into it, even before this whole new album, I would still. They put on one, a ridiculous <laughs> show. There you go. The uh, there's that rise, rise or rise, rise or whatever fucking German words it is <laughs> album from forever ago. That there was always a couple songs on it that I liked, but I never bothered with listening to the whole album. And now that I've gotten into that new album, I've gone back and listened to some of the other shit. That album is fucking badass man it's holy how crap you're ta- i mean tastes change all the time you gotta, sure. you gotta go back and, and experiment and test some things you could be missing out on stuff you previously wrote off no let's not go too far so go back to Godsmack. yeah <laughs> i still like that first album i feel like i should have said that on something that's recording but i guess it's a little late now speaking of albums and reviews in reviews Baroness, gold and gray. Okay, I'm going to ask for some earmuffs from the Lou over there. Why? Because she got me the album for my birthday and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) She likes it, she said. It's fucking boring, man. When it picks up, it it only picks up like in a half-assed manner, but it's just such a change of pace to the sleepy fucking acoustic bullshit that spends so much time. Like three straight sleepy fucking songs somewhere in the middle there. It's <laughs> she, I'm just going to look at her. <laughs> She's laughing so hard about it. it. I Man, I was looking so forward to it, and I am just... I can't get into it. I can't get into well, it. Put it into some context. About the past past albums, like what? purple is nonstop. It's it it's it never so, slows I'm, down. I'm getting that. So, you, but you're a fan, yeah, of the band. I love them. They just took a shit in your ears. They just. I do not like this album. It's too fucking artsy. It's too 
sleepy. It's too slow. It's no. When it picks up, it's really good because they're really good. But man, oh man, oh man. And I was wondering about it too because before the album came out, I saw that they were announcing a bunch of acoustic shows. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are they going to play that's acoustic? And the back of my brain said, uh oh. <laughs> and uh, now the front of my brain says, uh oh. <laughs> I just, I can't get into it. I'm sorry, Lou. <laughs> He's sorry that you got him that and it sucks but it, he's got he would he would have bothered himself anyway to add to his collection no of, i wouldn't have you wouldn't have no really no. just to have it in line with the well, rest no huh. no okay I, the artwork is amazing though because as he can be asleep as he wants to with that he's a fucking amazing artist is the singer does the artwork yeah okay okay you want to hear what i think i do sort of the opposite really yeah it was uh i don't know an album Huh? <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Um, I mean, I don't, I've listened to them in the past. I, I don't call myself like a fan or anything, but I could... It was not what I was expecting at all, but not in a terrible, terrible way. But I think my reaction shows that I'm you know, I've not a huge fan in the past and was expecting a certain style. I didn't mind it at all. It, it's definitely... Uh, you'd have to be in a certain mood or it'd be some good... I don't know, reading music or something, and sure. you know something like that. But you're not going to turn it up at the party on Friday night no, and no, uh, no, play no. your friends the new Baroness. No. But uh, it's worth a listen, I think. Yeah, no, I, it's, and, I mean, I sounded extra negative on it there. I do the parts of it that I like. I do like. It's I. I wonder if it's going to be like the yellow and uh, yellow and green album that they put out before two albums ago. It would have been where I really like bits and pieces, but it took me a long time to get the rest of it. And you know, appreciate it or however the hell you want to phrase that. Whereas purple, I liked the second I fucking heard it and love it to death. Still, I wonder if you know, like a year from now, this golden gray album's finally grown on me because I'm still gonna listen to the damn thing. I'm still gonna try to listen to it just like I did with yellow and green, and eventually it worked. We were supposed to review this last show, right? And you were like, yes. I can't. You just couldn't do it. Yet. I just can't because I kept turning it on, and I would just. I, I never noticed anything. I would turn it on and I would notice that it was over because Spotify was playing something off of Purple or something, you know, torch, torch or some shit. Doesn't STP have an album called Purple? They do. It's one of my favorites. That's fucked up, man. Is that the kid riding the dragon? Yeah. How can they do that? What? All mean? these words. <laughs> they know STP had an album called Purple when they named it that. I uh, I would assume you're right. Yes. Yeah. So so, gear geeking. Oh, want a gear geeking? Sure. So I got a new I guitar. I get to go gear geeking next time. Yeah, I got a, I got a new guitar, and it's it comes with a fun little story. Hang on, you, Brian, got a new guitar. I did. This is crazy. I got another Reverend. I'm glad I was sitting down, and it's green, and it's flat, psycho army green. It's ugly. It's uh, so I bought it. <clears throat> it only came in. It's a bayonet. But it's it was it's when got I, a knife on it. When I bought it, it was a it was a shade. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Signature, sure. From Code Orange, absolutely. And but it has a hardtail. The normal the bayonets don't have a hardtail, so I wanted the hardtail. And the the volume pot was a a pull kill switch. And I thought that was cool. So and it came with two finishes. And I liked the green because I have a specific. It's for Nova Grave. I mean, it's going to be 
it'll fit what it, what it's bought for as far as the looks and aesthetics. But so I got the guitar, fantastic condition. Then I noticed the volume pot didn't pull, and it didn't say shade on the back of the headstock. And I got really excited because I found out it's not a it's not a signature model. It's actually just a green bayonet from before Shade had a signature model. Oh, I was a little disappointed because I wanted the pool volume thing because that would just be fun. But so then I already got. I don't it. have any idea what that is. What does that mean? So the volume pot, if you pull it, it just by pot it. you mean knob. Yeah, it's a pot. It's a potentiometer. It's a knob. So when you pull it, it cuts the volume okay. instead of rolling, having to roll it whatever in between. You just, just pull it out. Yank it. And uh, you're good at pulling things. I am. I yank a lot. And so I emailed them and I said, look, this isn't a Shade Baldeross's lesson. Shade Baldeross signature at all. It doesn't have the pool, the pool pot and it doesn't have the signature on the back. And this is from a music store in New York. Like, oh man, I can't believe we got that wrong. I didn't tell him I was super happy about right. it. But <laughs> I was like, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to, he's like, well, you can send it back and blah, blah, blah. Or I'll just give you 50 bucks off of it. And whatever. I was like, sold $50. Give me my $50. Yeah, I paid $450 for it. Um, super cheap. They're normally going super cheap. Normally going for about seven, eight hundred dollars. And there it is. There it's it lovely. Be. Yeah, that's all. It, what? Uh, that you're tuning that to drop C still, right? Well, right now or it's C drop standard. C, C yeah. standard is the is the end game. Yeah, that's um, it. Fun. How about that? Can we get a pedal update since you're talking about stuff? It's not put together. It's not put together uh-uh. yet. Is it? It's in a bag. <laughs> Want to post a pic? I'll get it out, and you can post a picture of it <laughs> for the social meds. I uh, the next time we record, I will have a gear geek, and that involves a pedal. Speaking of recording, Insidian's going to record. Oh yeah, you want to talk about that? No, I don't care. We're going to record. We're going to record in a uh, studio up north in. Plan- I thought just D was. No, we're we are all going to record. D and Shannon are going. There to record. To the studio to record. The studio is High Wire Studio in Urbana, I think, Ohio. So about north of the city. North, an hour north of the city. And this dude is just starting. He's he's hooking us up. We're going to be uh, talking about him a little bit and giving him some, Absolutely. some press. Um, HY Wire Studio. Check him out. He's got a nice little sound-treated room. with some can do drums and vocals and all kinds of stuff. We're, and sitting, it's going to... As far as the stringed instruments, we record ourselves um, at, a, at our leisure and then just spend the day up there with Dee and, and Shannon, the, the drummer and the vocalist, doing their stuff in the studio. And then he's going to mix our stuff and Kretcher's going to master it and we're going to release. We're going to be on places where you music. can hear us. Yeah. So Allegedly. We'll, kinda, we'll talk about that as it goes along. Yeah. We now have a YouTube page. We do? Does. Yeah. City Ant's doing YouTube. More on that to come. Have we put any videos on it? No. Oh. Okay. Well, that seems like a premature announcement. Well, it's always premature. We don't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. Scratch that. Don't look it up. <laughs> I don't think you can look it up. It's not active yet. But I'm sure that I'm sure that'll kind of get meshed with some EOS stuff. Sure. Too, so. Absolutely. So, social media. We are on the social media. So is the band, for that fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, as long as social media is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, if you haven't already, find us, like us, follow us on there. 
Howling and Sycamore in the back. Howling Sycamore in the background. Um, that guy apparently came from Italy and now lives in San Francisco. Crazy. <laughs> uh, we have an email, but I'm not going to tell it to you because you don't use it. Yep. So, therefore, I'm taking it from you. It's eostupidity at gmail.com. Um, other than that, uh, you got anything else there, Brian? No, that's have band practice. Let's do that. Bye. Bye. <laughs>